Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Thank you. Yes, this is Matt. Welcome to Sastery in the Making. I am really excited to be talking to you today. And my guest today is Chad Stewart. Chad, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, Matt, for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I am really excited to talk to Chad because this guy knows how to look at software. We look, we talk about a lot of software and a lot of selling, a lot of marketing software, but now we're going to look at the other side. Chad is a software evaluator. He's a software buyer professionally. So he's the founder and chief software advisor for Smart Thoughts. And this is a company and in, in, in his company who basically they help companies looking at software. So when somebody's going to, to purchase a software, they need a tool, he's the one who tells them exactly what they should be looking for. He helps them do it. He's going to tell us all about that. You know, he helps executives find the right software solution, which really saves a ton of time and eliminates risk with smarter decisions. You know, it's, it's pretty cool what he does. He removes the guesswork, removes the errors in evaluating and purchasing software. Uh, previous to that, he was a principal partner at Seek.io, and maybe he's still doing that. He might tell us about that. Um, it's an executive consulting and recruiting firm for CIOs, CTOs, and VPs of technology. So he's definitely got a lot going on. He knows the software world from the inside out, and uh, I'm really happy to have him. So, Chad, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell me about what's going on over at Smart Thoughts. Well, Matt, you know, um, you know, Smart Thoughts were, a, as you mentioned, a software advisor, and so you know what we're doing right now is, uh, as we always do, is work with organizations that are assessing their uh, IT ecosystems and and evaluating, you know, what it is that's working, what's not working, and um, when it makes sense to evaluate a system or systems acting as their guide and their advocate to the course of the procurement process. Um, you know. The main thing for for me and what we do each and every day is we try to determine really what it is that uh, is failing. And Matt, you as an experienced individual in this uh, software world, you know that it's not always the technology side of the equation as well. It is uh, some other aspects, uh, people, processes, and things, uh, strategic visions, etc., that dictate you know what's and why things work or don't work. And so, in addition to the technology side, we do evaluate and work with people on that side. And we see that today in this particular climate that oftentimes um you know that's people side of the equation is just is, is more important than anything at this point yeah i mean absolutely i i preach that myself that uh you know it's not just the product but you need to have the people the process all behind it and i see so many companies fail to to remember that that's awesome that you're at the forefront of reminding people of how important that is well yeah and i think um it coincides with at the end of the day, you know, when we look at all these systems that are out there and there's thousands and thousands of different uh, use cases, right? Um, it's it's really the people on both sides that make the difference on whether one or the other is a good fit. And I think people forget that. They get so focused and bogged down in uh, the features and functionality, uh, what it can and can't do. But at the end of the day, we're all people and uh, people help people. And at the end of the day, we got to feel comfortable with the people that we partner with. And that's really what success is uh, usually determined by is, is the partners that you choose. 
Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. How did you get to be a software advisor? How did that come to pass? Um, I've been doing this for um, 20 something odd years now, and uh, I guess I got involved. Um, I've always taken to heart, you know, that there isn't one size that fits all. And as a result of that, I've always um, felt, um, you know, at, at the heart of things that I want to truly figure out exactly what it is that people are trying to solve. And um, I was always inquisitive about products um, and curious about what systems can and can't do, uh, the evolution of products and how they were created, etc. cetera. Um, when I first started this company, uh, it was centered around CRM, just generic CRM and ERP systems. And there really weren't that many, you know, two decades ago. In fact, I can still recall the day that Salesforce came into my world, which uh, was wow. an interesting time for all of us. And um, in kind of an ignorant way, you know, my, my first response was, why would anybody put their system in a in a uh, in not on their own servers, you know, and that that was kind of a, <laughs> the the prevailing thought. And for about a year or two years, that actually argument worked for a while and kept people kind of uncertain and and unclear about you know what they were doing with their data. But obviously, mm -hmm. in in two decades, things have changed. But in terms of my evolution, I I simply just wanted to be able to help people because I saw that there was such a dysfunctional process in buying. There was a lot of, and still to this day, distrust of, you know, what it is that people are telling that they can and can't do. Uh, people begin, you know, are still, you know, uh, floundering, I guess, if you will, with how to buy software or even to this day. And so I, I really wanted to uh, work on behalf. And, and, and so I created the, the approach that I did and, and, decided that I wanted to just do this, just being a software advisor and, and uh, working with people and buying software. So that's, that's how I came to, to do it. That's fascinating. I love it. It's funny how things happen like that. I love it. Uh, but, but tell me, why would an organization hire someone like you to help them select their software? Well, you mentioned it before. I mean, you know, a lot of people just I mean, how often do people really go through the process of buying enterprise software? Uh, it, you're, if you're lucky in, in three decades, you may go through uh, several at best. Um, so what they're trying to do is hire someone that has experience, obviously, with buying, which I've dealt with and worked with hundreds and hundreds of organizations over the course of my time in technology. So in of itself, first, it's all about experience, understanding, mm -hmm. um, you know, basically the, the process of buying because people don't understand the importance of that um, and how they need to go through it. A lot of people, you know don't have the focus, the time. So their team is going through and they have so many other things they're doing. And a lot of the frustrations on the sales side is as a result of the start stop process that people get involved in, because, you know, that's just not their full-time job to find a system, right? They get, usually uh, someone will uh, abdicate the responsibilities uh, to go through the course of buying something. Somebody that may or you know may have experience, may not have experience with technology, will be given that you know uh, job to do, I guess, on their team. And um, so, in essence, uh, people hire me because they want somebody with experience, but they also want people mostly that you know have experience within the products, understanding you know what things should and could do. Um, 
understanding, you know, basically what's out there so that they can minimize the Googling their way to hell approach mm-hmm. to things. <laughs> Uh, and and just going with the ones that are you know at the highest list on Google, and and expediting really the handling of of shortlisting things and getting to the heart of what it is that's important for them in short order. Uh, the other aspect is people hire me from for industry experience as well. Um, I have a lot of experience in certain industries, and I think when we talk about systems and things of that nature, I think you'll see is the um, continued. Um, approach for a lot of software providers, I think, is is specializing in niches, and I've done just that as well in understanding the the industry that they you know work in. So several things, but it's all about eliminating risk and making better and smarter business decisions about what it is that they're going to use. So that's really why they hire me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I want you to walk me through. You know, I've been a you know founder, a VP of sales, run sales teams. Um, so obviously my focus has been on how can I position my product? How can I message my product? How can I create a process around getting our product sold? Uh, but also as a leader in these companies, I've had people pitch to me and sell their products. Um, and as a buyer, looking back, I'm not sure I was um, as good of a buyer as I could have been, you know, I, I kind of fell into the same traps that I got frustrated with some of my prospects that uh, what they were doing with me is just kind of getting lazy in the process because I had so much else going on. Um, so I definitely think I could have been a better buyer, but walk me through how you evaluate a fit for an organization with a software platform. Well, not unlike what salespeople should do, it's all about discovery it's all about uncovering exactly is what's you know at the highest level the importance outcomes that they're wanting from the systems that they are looking to do uh, what information mm-hmm. they want in order to be better prepared about making business decisions about which direction they go not only on the information that has transpired but also the foresight to understand with that information what is that they want to do and plan to do better and so in essence starting at the highest level interviewing the appropriate stakeholders, uh, getting to the people that are necessary in order to determine the the greatest um, impacts areas that they, that they could derive from getting a new system or systems. And I think as salespeople, we struggle with that, right? We're always trying to get to the top in order to under, truly understand without having bias in ter- departmental areas, especially when we're talking about account-based you know, uh, selling, where in this day and age, there's so many multiple people that are doing committee-based buying. And so you have all these little departmental people that have their own business objectives about what they want. It's hard sometimes even as a salesperson to get to the ultimate goal, right? So what I start out with is exactly – what it is that most salespeople need and should do is really discovery, understanding and going through and determining exactly what it is that the highest level they need. But then getting down in more tactical and departmental areas, you know, basically that, um, you know, will con- continue on and understanding exactly what is the top requirements and really setting expectations too that, you know what, we're not going to always get everything that we want. You know, there is no perfect um, software that's out there. Um, there's a, probably a perfect fit, our best fit, but there's definitely not perfect software that's going to be foolproof for everything. So we have to, to adjust, we have to adapt, and they have to have somebody inside that can understand not only the product, the, the um, um, 
the items that they're trying to address, but also what the products can and can't do as well. So discovery is paramount. So how do I evaluate a fit for organization? First and foremost, it's about what industry they're in, what requirements they have, what strategic visions do they um, desire to achieve? And then basically go through and, and understand and know the knowledge and continually curate information about the product, products that are available in the marketplace to address those specific situations that they're trying to uh, uncover. But it's all about, you know, what we as salespeople would like to do. It's really discovery. It's really understanding. But unfortunately, because the veil is put on the process, most you know people can't open up. And so I'm in kind of an advantageous situation is that they're paying me to help them, right? They're paying me mm -hmm. to get to the meat of the, the, and so we as salespeople on the other side of the equation, we have to figure out how to get in there to gain their trust and become an advisor to them instead of somebody that's trying to, you know, sell them whatever system that they understand and know. And so it's really in part and parcel to be, you know, take the time to truly care about their success to uh, emulate and show that you care about it in, in ways that are actionable and then develop a process for them to go through in order to get to the point that they need to be in terms of buying something. And sometimes it's not about buying something. Be frank with you. Sometimes, as we talked sure. about, it's about keeping what they have, but in but understanding it better and using it more efficiently and effectively. And I truly believe that oftentimes when I go and do assessments, it's, you know, the executives don't even know what they don't know, and they tend to mm -hmm. listen to their departmental folks and telling them what's wrong. But at the end of the day, most people want to take the easy way, and they don't want to say that it's my problem or me. And so they want to blame it on you know some aspect that's um, you know like technology. <laughs> they blame it on yeah. the technology, but it's not the technology. Sometimes it's it's other things that are even sure. more difficult sometimes to switch right, and that's where the people side of the things coming in come into the equation. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. That's a lot of great information. I really like that. And uh, one thing in particular I want to want to pull out of there yeah. is the fact that you said, you know, that we have to make sure we set the set the mindset that there is no perfect software. I see that a lot from the sales side of uh, an organization loves the product, loves so much about it. And it's a perfect fit. You can feel it as a salesperson. You just know when it's the right fit. But then they find one little thing that might not be exactly the way they want it. And they, they, they start to really dig in and kill themselves over that when, it, when really everything else works so well. And that can be very frustrating from the sales perspective that you've got the right fit. You know it's going to help them. You know they're going to be better off but they kind of harp on this one little thing that won't even matter that much. That, that gets very frustrating for sure. Yeah, it's challenging. I mean, you have to, you really have to take the, the approach that you're there to educate. Uh, yeah. You're there to uh, help them understand, you know, the, the concepts, you know, oftentimes what, like, for example, in a, a CRM project or whatever ERP project, or e you really have to define the acronyms of what that means to them, right? Um, and then you have to be able to educate them on the value of one route or the other, and you have to be there to guide them through that um, to elevate the understanding, I guess, if you will, um, and teach them. You have to be a teacher. You have to be a coach. You have to be an educator. And that's what sells, I think, uh, ultimately you try to do. You don't always get that opportunity, right, because it's so mm -hmm. difficult to gain that um, you, that um, window of opportunity to get into their, you know, the, the 
the, the powers, right? The, and that's the struggle. But if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Yeah. And I love the, love the words you're coming out with a consultant, advisor, education. I preach that all the time to my clients and making sure that they are the consultant that they're advising rather than selling. So I, I really appreciate you're doing that. And another thing that I preach is process. And you've said that a few times. Uh, we, yes. It's important for that salesperson Absolutely. to have a good process. So are you, as a buyer, are you um, seeing that you differentiate between salespeople at different products um, because of their process? Oh, most definitely. Um, I am a, a fan of good uh, software sales uh, folks. And the ones that I'm the biggest uh, fans for are those that, um, in essence, you know, have a, a path that they know that they need to go through, that they set this up as a project. Um, you don't have to have any fancy tools in order to do that. And uh, you don't have to be, um, you know, real, real um, you know, uh, polished like a project management uh, aspect. But you do need to have an approach that people go through that they buy into together that y'all buy into uh together with dates and deliverables mm -hmm. and expectations um and getting them to the the end goal because as i mentioned they're not doing this full-time like i do meaning uh they're doing their full-time jobs you know and so sure. there's a lot of start stop and you really have to take their hand you have to uh, you know, hold their hand through the process to make sure that, you know what, if, hey, we didn't do this yet, you know, and it allows each other to be accountable and to hold each other accountable. Um, and you do have to challenge them, right? Um, there's wonderful books out there. Uh, I read I, I read a lot of sales books, too, because I want to mm -hmm. know on the other side. And I'm, I feel like I'm, by, I'm a salesperson. I'm just paid. Uh, sure. in order to be a, a salesperson on the other side of the equation on sure. behalf of their, their organization. But challenge their their thought process, challenge them to do the things that they need to do in order to get to what you know they want, and you have to mm -hmm. lead them. So, um, yeah, I think that's real important to have a process. And I set up a process um, in um, – a tool and just go through it. These are the things that we have to do. These are the steps that we have to take. And these are things, and I'll educate them saying, we don't always do every step, but what, what I tell them and, and, and communicate to them is that, you know, these are the things that I know will work in order for us and you to feel comfortable with making decisions. Cause I do not make the decision. Uh, they do, you know, mm -hmm. I just am there to educate them on, and make them feel good about what it is that they're going to do for the right reasons. And so in order to do that, there's certain things that we've done or don't do that some people may or may not like. For example, some people will, you know, really feel strongly that they want to, uh, you know, uh, talk to X amount of references, you know, and oh, I've got to talk to three or four different references, you know, and sure. I've got to, I've got to, you know, uh, or another one would be like, um, do we, or don't we go through an a software uh, you know, sandbox trial uh, review process, mm -hmm. uh, sure. you know, and talking through, you know, certain things that they do or don't do, right? You, So I take people from the requirements, discovery, all the way down to contract, you know, negotiations and licensing 
um, evaluate. So there's a lot of steps in that process that people need to go through. And, and there's certain things that you need to do. And as, as a salesperson, it's real important. And I really applaud those ones that do it well and adhere mm-hmm. to something. And if they come to me, uh, meaning a salesperson comes to me and says, this is the way I do it. And they explain to me where they're doing, how they're doing things. Well, heck yeah, I'm going to adjust because they know their product. They know the best way to show their product. And if I've already brought right. them in or otherwise, I want to work with them on what they feel like success. So it's a collaborative process as a result, as, a, as, as opposed to a disjointed one that never seeks end, right? So there's so yeah. many people. No decision is a decision, and that's really where salespeople often find themselves, right, or organizations is they don't ever do anything. Sure. Yep. So I want to ask you, you know, we have a, an audience of software creators primarily, and, and I want to ask you, what are some of the things that they should be avoiding? What are what are some mix mistakes that software companies are making that you see that, that becomes very obvious to a software purchaser like yourself? What are these mistakes they're making? You know, it's not unlike any other uh, relationships. It's the first impression. Um, that they get. And I think the unpreparedness um, when they get there to understand what it is that what people expectations are for that particular call, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, it's really frustrating for me when, you know, I'm on with a call with a, um, a sales um, professional and they're not professional and they're not prepared. They're not there to, they're asking the same questions that we already asked uh, or answered They're You know, they don't, we talked, and we, we, we indulged and we gave them exact, I give them a game plan of exactly what it is that's important to them. And I outline exactly what are the top priorities that we're trying to solve because we're not going to be able to get to everything in, you know, this about, we're going to take the top 10 things that are most important. And we want you to show us how you would go through that process. Um, or, you know, with your software, how would you solve that process? And if they don't follow through, they don't go through those things. And and I've, you know, basically given them information. So basically it's unpreparedness. It's not being prepared to show them what's important. It's going off in tangents and things that we just don't care about. And I've told you we don't care about. Um, yeah. It's asking the same questions over and over. And uh, it's wasting my time. It's wasting their time. And uh, meaning the sales professional, I mean, there's so many things we can do in a day. Everybody is constrained by time. And so we want to be considerate to people. We want to be respectful to them. And if they are doing those type of things, then um, I think that's one thing that you have to be prepared to um, address and be accountable for. The, the other thing I would say is the, the number one thing I think is the most important that people do not take uh, as um, – and I guess it varies. There are some that do this and do it well, but I applaud the ones that do is – Paying and having someone as a systems engineer that truly knows the product, that is there and is prepared to uh, address uh, questions and go through what it is that we want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the demo is the number one. Every year I do uh, a, de- uh, a survey, and you know the, the number one thing that people say was the most important impact of them making a decision is um, – the sales engineer, the demo, uh, the first demo, um, and having that, you know, um, really hit. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, ex- you know, completely, you know, air free. You know, people are, are uh, forgiving, but it has to be prepared. They have to know what they're doing, and the ones that you know that are, you know, have an idea of what they're going to show, when they're going to show it. 
are the ones that are the the most uh, receptively received by the buyers. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and it's music to my ears for you to say that the demo is the number one thing, Chad, because that is something I preach, something I harp, and something I really train my clients on is how to create and structure a fantastic demo that, that coaches, advises, gets to the heart of what they need and uh, uh, shows the solution, associates the solution to their pain. So, yeah, uh, I would say, I, I well, I think that's that. good. That's a very good uh, underscore that a bit there. Associate what it is that their pain is and how you're going to solve it. If you don't do that, then you're, you're just, um, you're, you're, you're uh, treading water. You're not, you're not moving forward. Um, it's real important to get that to um, point across. Um, so yeah, that's, that's excellent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I preach. I created the perfect deal process and the deal D E A L stands for discover, educate, associate, and lead. And you need to do those four things in your demo in order to accomplish a, a great interaction and be able to show off your product well enough to, to, to find the right fit. So I love hearing that, that, that you agree with that, being a professional software buyer yourself. Yeah, and I would say this, and uh, just another uh, item of tip I would say is that, you know, um, we as individuals all have some quirkiness uh, some weirdness, some uniqueness, right? Uh, some value. And I think that at the end of the day, we as software companies need to understand what makes us weird and different and unique and, uh, and then accentuate that and be, you know, straight up with what we can and can't do. It's real important and what it is that they're going to do and committed to doing. And uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't place enough importance on is, um, additionally to that is really their, their culture, their people and, you know, uh, sharing with them why, you know, they've created the software they did and what they're truly committed to solving, you know, in terms of the, the, in the uniqueness that they bring to the table, whether that be, you know, some type of automation, uh, you know, AI, you know, that they built in or, uh, workflow, you know, that they built in to streamline certain, um, use case uh, that are important for specific niches of the deal, whatever it may be, they need to be in tune with that. On the other side, you know, buyers, they too have to know their uniqueness, their weirdness, their quirkiness, their idiosyncrasies as well. And those sure. two together when they're matched is, is the best, best fit, right? Uh, when they're both sure. in congruent with one another. And that's the challenge with what is it we do? Well, it's great. I love what you do. Um, sometimes I wish uh, more buyers that I talk to would have somebody like you coaching them and advising them. I think it'd be a better interaction. So I'm, well, I'm really you. glad that you uh, are doing this, Chad. Thank you for doing that. And I really want to uh, make sure that everybody out there knows uh, how to get in touch with you. How should somebody contact you if they uh, want to learn more? Smartthoughts.net is the website and chat at smartthoughts.net is my email and you can reach me at your leisure 817-523-9801 perfect well this has been great chad i uh, i really appreciate thanks, it thanks for coming on thank you and and applaud you as well for what you're doing i think it's fantastic because uh so many folks struggle with this and um having someone like yourself that's helping out and sounds like in a, a wonderful way too is is really great so Kudos to you, and, and thank you, too, for what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. I certainly enjoy it and, and glad to help out. But uh, 
have a good day and, and a good weekend. Yeah, thank you. You too. We've been talking with Chad Stewart, the founder and, and chief software advisor at Smart Thoughts. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.